Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Ruin Hammer tonight. Um, going to talk about all things uh, Sean Johnson. We're uh, very privileged to be joined by, well, there's my mate, Rob. How are you, mate? I'm back. Yeah, good, mate. How are you going? Yeah, that's good, mate. Um, as I was saying, we're very privileged to be joined by our good friend from across the ditch in uh, Brad Inger. He hosts a show called The Standoff, which is a weekly show broadcast on New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, another mad, keen Warriors supporter. Um, Sorry, we like them. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Brad. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, mate, Pleasure, yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know who you are, mate, just give them a quick rundown of, um, you know, who you are, where you're based and how long you've been a Warriors supporter. Yeah, so um, based in Auckland, um, been Warriors fan since day one. Uh, been a member for like the last 16, 17 years and um, started writing about the Warriors on a website about five, six years ago. And then last season started the standoff on New Zealand Sport Radio. Um doing a show every Wednesday night, just talking about the Warriors and league in general. Yeah, it's um, it's a good show. He hosts that with his mate uh, Richie Sterling over there in New Zealand. And mm. um, it's kind of, it's it's a great um, synergy we've got because Brad's show's on an hour before our show. So it's it's one of those shows that you can you can jump on the net on, on Facebook. You can watch Brad for uh, an hour. Your show's on for about an hour, isn't it, mate? Yeah, we try to keep it to an hour. Yeah, uh, we tried that too, and it really <laughs> <out>. um, <laughs> so watch yeah, Brad. Uh, you can watch, yeah, watch Brad, and you can roll straight into Ruin Hammer. It's uh, it'll be uh, listen to us ramble on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're getting a couple of uh, people just asking a few quick questions. Siala from the song is on. He's asking for rants, please, bro. bro there'll be rants as usual. There shall uh, be Stevie, rants. Don't worry. <laughs> Stevie Williams has asked um, Brad, "What pop do you collect?" Everything. Straight onto it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel, Batman. I've got some American football ones. I've uh, got a Michael Jordan there too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, sweet. Try and, to get uh, them all. Nigel Phillips has said he's a huge Brad fan. Um, I don't know if you know who Nigel is. Yeah. Yeah, Nigel. Nigel, um, thanks for being here. He joins us every Wednesday on the standoff. Yep. Yeah, I'll awesome. see his comments come Welcome. up. He's, he's the other one that comments a lot on your show. There's, there's those two blokes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that other guy, yeah. <laughs> oh, boys, well, let's get straight into it. Um, the let's purpose of tonight's meeting, uh, or Zoom meeting or uh, show, is um, to talk about the, the breaking news that kind of blindsided everyone in rugby league land yesterday. Ooh, yeah. um, the fact that the prodigal son, uh, Sean Johnson, is returning to the Warriors. Uh, for me, I was at home minding my own business, got a call from a good mate, Rob. Uh, or a message first and then a phone call uh, saying, is it true? Did you Have you seen it? I hadn't seen any social media or um, emails. Uh, jumped on, checked the date to make sure it wasn't April 1st. Uh, <laughs> checked, checked all the different uh, media outlets and everyone was kind of reporting the same thing. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I found out. Um, how about you, Rob? How did you find out? Mate, mate, I was just sitting here minding my own business. And, you know, whenever I get an email from the Vodafone Warriors, I always, always get a bit excited. And I just saw the email come through and opened it up. And I was just like, I'm exactly like you. I checked the date. I said, uh, they confirmed Sean Johnson to return to the club. And I'm like, 
April 1st. So remember they did they did do something like that back in April 1st. I don't, I don't think it was Warriors themselves. No, it was it. um yeah, it was. Someone said that uh, RTS had backflipped on his union deal. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because I remember hearing something like that. Surely this is just a G up or something like that. Yeah. Like the Warriors in the past have done little little sort of gags like this, but it always has been around April Fools. I looked yeah. at it, and of course, it's got the picture there, Sean Johnson wearing our jersey and everything, and uh, beautifully photoshopped as always. And I was just reading through it, and it was just surreal. I'm yeah, like, is this real? Like, yeah. did this just happen? Because to be honest, three years ago was still fresh in my mind. You know, like it—it it was it, to be it, blindside is the exact exact phrase because I'm more blindsided by this than when I when I was when he left the first time. I just completely yes. did not see this coming. And yeah, like I said, the email came through, read it. And then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. My, yeah. my, my Facebook lights up, my messenger lights up. Everyone's going, is it true? Is it true? And I'm like, it appears to be. And I get, that's why I gave you a call and said, mate, have you seen this? <laughs> Before we get Brad's uh, take on it and the reaction in New Zealand, just a couple of people coming through. Um, Stevie Williams wanted to say, not bragging, but he's got a custom Stacey Jones pop. Uh, so I don't know if that means geez. anything to you. Holy grail. Um Sean James. Sean James is watching. Tracy Luff is watching. Um, she does say that she contacted me straight away when we saw the news. There is a special person uh, kind of tuned in tonight. Uh, there's this guy called Cameron George who's written Hi Boys from Lockdown in Terrigal. Um, oh, so. I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know that. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, welcome, How are Cam. you, Cam? Uh, thanks for joining us. Um and yeah, Brad, how, how did you hear about it? And what was the reaction like in, in New Zealand? Well, it sounds like unlike you Aussie guys, I was actually doing this thing called work. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I, I was in a meeting at work. Um, so it's phones down type thing. And um, they gave us a little break and checked. And there was like 20 or 30 messages from people saying, is it true? Same like what you guys said, is this? And it's like, I first thing, like you said, Rob, um, I don't go to socials. I go to my my Gmail yep. and see if the Warriors have sent an email and there it was. And, um, but like, yeah, it was a bit mixed emotions because when it was announced that he was leaving, it was actually um, the Warriors members forum at the club. So it was, it's yes. still really fresh in my mind because we were actually out Mount Smart when the news came out and, um, but it's hard to describe the feeling when I saw it because I we talked about it on our show. Like if if Sean came back here, yeah, it'd be great um, if it happened. But actually seeing that it happened, it was a different emotion that I didn't think I would have. Um, a good one, but um, yeah. yeah, just um, completely shocked. I think we spoke about it uh, as well, Mark, saying um, completely um, yeah. under the radar. Um, great by by Sean and the club to keep everything so quiet because. You hear about all this stuff usually weeks before they even start talking. That was, well, that was, so, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It was just uh, I, I, I saw that um, uh, in amongst all the you know checkings of emails and and going onto various uh, reputable you know uh, pages on on social media and seeing that everyone was posting it. You know, uh, the locker room had it up, and obviously the Warriors page on on Facebook and Instagram mm. had it up, and. Sir Peter Leach, uh, the mad butcher himself, had a, a video up uh, of him with Sean and Sean's dad uh, at lunch yesterday. Mm. Um, and I contacted uh, the mad butcher himself and had a bit, little bit of a chat to him and just basically said, look, you know, uh, that's a great 
video because it, it kind of puts all these rumour mongers to bed. You know, we're getting words straight from the horse's mouth. Can I share that on our page? And he was quite happy for us to do that, uh, which we've done. And then I saw a follow-up interview on New, Ze- it was a New Zealand radio show that he was on yesterday, I think. Um, yeah, he was on My FM and he was on another one that I can't remember that's right the now. One, My FM. Yeah. yeah. Um, gave a brief account of how it went down and, you know, Cam can probably uh, confirm or deny this, but my understanding was he, he flew home after last week's game uh, to spend some time with his family. Um, you know, no games this weekend uh, due to rep round. I know some of our players have done the same. I know, uh, for instance, Jazz and Chanel are back in New Zealand. I don't know how many others are. I thought saw AFB uh, was back in New Zealand because he was doing some stuff with uh, Manu Batavoy. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and from what Sean was saying, it was like uh, the club reached out to him on Tuesday. Uh, there was a brief meeting, whether it must have been obviously via Zoom, uh, because uh, the big man himself, Cam's obviously up in Terrigal, uh, with Peter O'Sullivan, Nathan Brown, Cam George, Sean and his manager. And it sounded like, you know, by Thursday afternoon, the deal was done. Um, now, for us back in Australia, and it's probably the same with you, uh, Brad, all reports here was that he was all but signed to the, the Bulldogs for 2022 and beyond. And Sean kind of even admitted that yesterday uh, in his uh, on my FM when he said, look, um, you know, he thought a deal was done at another club. He didn't actually mention the club. And he said he did have to have uh, a difficult phone conversation with them um, yesterday just to confirm. So uh, interesting how it all went down. All that aside, boys, um, what do you think it means for the club? I, I think it's a, it's a much needed signing for the club, first and foremost. I mean, our half stocks are already getting thin obviously with the injuries to CHT and 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 the struggles the well-documented struggles we we did have in the last game against Newcastle as well Sean O'Sullivan being off contract at the end of the year um, and we had sort of mentioned previously uh, that there was a bit of a shortage of halves on the open market yeah but we'd always kind of put Sean Johnson in that outside of it because we just never considered that he would be an option yeah. Based no, on was... the history and it, there was reports previously, who knows if these reports were even true, that he had been offered back to the club, but um, the club had, had apparently said no, but that, but who knows, you know, how, how now, those reports came out, they came out in January and then they came out again, again. So twice uh, yeah. in the, in the season. And, you know, uh, I don't know if it was just an Aussie media beat up uh, in, in relation to, to that kind of thing. But you're right in what you're saying. You know, our, our half stocks have taken a bit of a battering. Uh, and then, you know, as you said, uh, Sean O'Sullivan is off contract. Mm. Cody has taken up the offer uh, in his favour for the next year. But now we're hearing reports that his preference is to, yeah, stay in, to stay in in, Hope, in, in Queensland and Southeast Queensland, I believe, as well, yeah. where his partner's from. So it's it's looking increasingly likely that that, that he may end up staying over staying over here. So, yeah. um, there, there's this, there was so much uncertainty there and, but yeah, just as, as I said before, I just never had considered him an option. Yeah. How about you, Brad? Yeah. A bit of the same. I really kind of put him, he was there on my list. I think we did talk about it on the show about what ones were legitimate options. You had Widip as an option, which was very expensive. Yeah. Um, the transfer fee and everything. Be, 
yeah. transfer fee, paying overs. And then the only other name that really stood out and probably not for the best reasons is Milford. Yep. Well, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's no confidence in that. So it always, it was like you said, Sean looked like the obvious choice, but you're like, it's not going to happen. So yeah. it's like, what else are you going to do? And he, he's not the player he was when he left. Um, that's in a positive way. In my yes. opinion, I think um, he's grown up. I think it was, I, I don't even want to look at the Facebook post when he left the first time um, that I would have posted out. Um, there was a lot of stuff from both sides, club and player, in my opinion, that looked unprofessional um, at times. And I was kind of happy to see him go with the attitude he was kind of showing. Um and then listening to his podcast with Denim Kemp and, mm. and that you can see he's kind of looked back at those days, yep. understood what he did wrong. Um, he might not have agreed with what happened, but he knows that he was at fault as well. And he's matured a bit. He's got a kid now. Um, he's grown up and he's coming back as a mature game manager, which is the one thing the Warriors don't have. So. Exactly as you said there, Brad. Yeah. I, I watched that interview on, on the locker room with Dan and Kemp, and that's that's probably the first time that I think I've heard him admit some sort of, of part fault and sort of admit that he could have done things a bit better when the whole situation went down. It's one of those things where none of us are really going to know what happened because we weren't there. Yeah. And you hear one side of the story and you hear the other side of the story, and people choose to believe yeah, if you're on the club side, were you on Sean Johnson's side? That kind of thing, like whichever narrative um, suits, I guess, your preference at the time and your your argument, your position. So, you're right in what you're saying too, boys. Is that um, the, the Sean Johnson we see now is not the highlight reel Sean Johnson that we had at the Warriors from 2011 to 2018. Um, you know, age and injury has forced him to reinvent his game, uh, and he has become that that game manager that we desperately need uh, that we desperately need him to be. And Rob and I have had that conversation um, on numerous times in, when discussing, you know, the, the Cronulla Sharks and, and games and stuff like that, uh, where we've reviewed their games and we've actually said, you know, he's the Sean Johnson that, that the Sharks got is the Sean Johnson that the Warriors needed yeah. moving forward after yeah. that successful 2018 season. Um, so for me, I'm excited. Uh, you know, there's, it's one of those things that um, oh, Cameron's just said. It, it happened really quick, guys. I spoke to Sean on the phone on Thursday at 1 p.m. Zoom call at 2 p.m. with the coach, myself and Sully, and a deal done quickly after. Uh, stars aligned and the right thing to do for our club, and we signed uh, Friday morning and announced. I had a restless Thursday night as I was excited to tell the fans and didn't want it to break publicly before we released it. He will be great for our squad and for all involved. We left home two years ago and now we are coming home in 2020, uh, 2022 and bringing Sean Johnson too. So that's, my, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Very well put, Cam. Yeah, awesome, uh, thanks Cam. for sharing yeah, that. Thanks. Thank you so much uh, yeah, for that we, insight. Um, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, yeah, for us, like for me, I've always been a Sean Johnson fan. Um, hmm. I, I actually uh, sent Adam Blair a message yesterday when he posted something about Sean coming back and there was a photo of Sean Johnson when we played Cronulla last year in that uh, debacle game at Central Coast where we, we got absolutely hammered. And in the picture, you got Sean Johnson standing with a smile on his face and behind him is uh, Jazz Tavanga with a, with a frown yeah. looking at Sean Johnson. And 
and the comment from Adam Blair saying, "Is are you right there, Jazz? Is something up?" And and I just commented to Adam Blair saying, "It never really looked right, Sean Johnson in Cronulla colours." Uh, um, yeah. I think for all of us, he was he was that one player like Simon Mannering, who we just thought um, was always going to be yeah. a one club player for us. So that when he did leave, it kind of it kind of hit all us all us fans really really hard um, mm. because. You know, if he wasn't your favourite player at the Warriors, he was definitely in your top, you know, three or four um, as he was coming through. And for me, I've always been a fan of of, of um, Sean, and um, I'm really happy that yeah, he's he's coming back to the club. Uh, you know, two year deal. Um, oh, sorry, boys, I, I get distracted because my yeah. screen's scrolling up with comments. And when when, uh, when he when he left, he was totally he was unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> when he left, it was like the, the Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. It was supposed to be you. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you know, yeah. him coming through, being the golden child in 2011, and he had that amazing breakthrough season. And Yeah. And um, I, I'll admit, personally, I'll put my hand up and say, I, 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 I was guilty of a fair bit of negativity during his Sharks days. And I feel like it was just kind of jealousy and it just manifested into bitterness and i was like oh well if we can't have him then i don't want him to do well at the sharks. I, I, i'm not I, i'm not a big fan of the sharks i, I must say and um yeah. and it, that's just kind of how my feelings sort of manifested but it made me realize you know i still really liked the guy and yeah. i always said to everyone like i would i would always love to see him back in a warriors jersey for that you know that's um at least before he retires so yeah we've got that now so yeah, yeah, I think I'm the same as you there. I it is it might be a Sharks factor because um, I didn't want to see him succeed at the Sharks, mm. but I wanted to see Ken wallop the storm for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's just the Sharks thing. Because um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the Sharks. Um, but yeah, I always envisioned that he would come back one day. But it might have been a you know he's got one year left in him, and yep. they they bring him back. Um, that's what I he's... thought. Yeah, one as year a right at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just as a um, swan song. Yeah, they've done it the right way because they've signed him for two years, and you know we're not going to report on what or, or he may or may not be on. Um, but it's considerably less than probably what he was on when he left us. Mm. Um, but the two-year contract gives us time to develop some young halves through our systems and the development pathways that Gus Gould's going to set up. It also gives Chanel a bit of time to. Uh, work on his game as well and become that game manager as well whilst he's got Sean on the field with him. It's a mentor role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect yeah. for him to come in and, and work with the younger halves. Yeah. And who knows, in two years' time, at the end of 2023, you know, Sean might be travelling so well that, you know, they can give him a, another contract extension, mm. you know, whether it be a year or, or two, or it may be a point where, you know, it's, okay, thanks very much, but, you know, and, and he goes and finishes his career over in England or whatever it may be, but um, the good news for Warriors fans is that we've got Sean back for the next two years. And um, it really, it was really refreshing to hear him say in his uh, interview yesterday that, um, you know, he's been watching the club from afar and uh, he, he likes the, the squad that um, Peter O'Sullivan and um, Cameron George and uh, Nathan Brown have been, you know, developing. Uh, and that was one of the things that we said at the beginning of this year. Rob, was um, mm. you look at the squad that we've got now and we have so much depth in, in a lot of uh, key positions. Yes, uh, that's probably right. The two positions that we probably lack depth in is half and hooker. 
Huh. But everywhere yeah. else we have, and you know, you've seen we've had some injuries in our front row stocks that saw you know AFB off the field for a while. We've had Bailey Sirinan injured at, at certain points this year. Uh, you know, with Rocco Berry, uh, Adam Pompey, uh, the Fuss. Um, yeah. You know, but we've had ample um, quality players to bring in and, and cover those positions, which is something we haven't had for a long, long time. So our roster is yeah. building very, very nicely for the for the next couple of years. Jump in, boys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I just know letting it marinate for a bit. Yes, yeah. letting that sink. It was yeah. a lot of insightful yeah. stuff there. <laughs> Thanks, um, and I think another another factor about him coming back, um, the fact that um, he doesn't have to be that X Factor player due to our Lord and Saviour, Reese Walsh. Mm. Um, but those two in a team with Fanua Blake, with Beno Murdoch Masilla, all those guys, it makes the club more attractive to bring yes. other players in. Um, it's 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 no secret. It's a struggle to get players to, to come to New Zealand because no one wants to live here. Um, the Warriors haven't lived here for a couple of years now. Um, but it's, um, yeah, players like that winning excite. Winning helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Winning helps. Squad but yeah, it's... Culture and, yeah. If you're coming in as a player, you see guys like that and go, I just want to play in a team with those guys and um that does nothing but um make me more confident in what this team can potentially build to yeah especially, um, especially with those guys recruiting as well they're, they're doing a good job it's it's interesting what you say about bringing guys to new zealand uh last year round one newcastle uh we we're fortunate enough to to be at that game and and we had a bit of a chat with um cam george there and and he said the exact same thing. It's the hardest thing about attracting players to the club is moving overseas to a different country. It's not, I mean, you know, if you have the chance to go and live on the Gold Coast or go and live in, in yeah. Auckland in the middle of winter, you know, and, and the money's identical, um, which one are you going to go to? Uh, and success yeah. of the club will be bring a lot to bringing players into our, uh, into our roster and, and wanting to sign on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's half, about, it's half the battle. Yeah. You get, you get the is. squad. We've got the squad. Now we just need to yep. start putting the results on the board and, you know, we've got half, we got half yeah. a season to go as well. Um, and I, I, and just, I just need to mention to Brad too, because he, he did talk about his man rush, uh, and his Lord and savior, Reese Walsh. Have you heard Walsh he's injured, mate? And he's not playing origin tomorrow night. Uh, it's it's the conspiracy because our poor Queensland team isn't doing well. Um, so they just brought him in for experience and they're just saving him from the embarrassment that unfortunately might happen. But I have my fingers crossed that Queensland can do the job. Yeah, absolutely. Me uh, too. Me too, Brad. Right. Don't worry. All of us up uh, north of the border have got our fingers, toes and everything else crossed because, geez, we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, well, your favourite player's playing tomorrow night now in place. Oh, mate. Right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, Ronaldo Mulatalo, another Sharks player. So, yeah, looks like he's going to come in and make his debut. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the Sharks and uh, Sean Johnson, um, I, I was excited by the combination that he had developed with um, his name has just slipped my tongue. The edge forward. Britain Nakora. Britain Nakora. Yeah. Sorry, I was just about, I just launched into it and I went to blame. Britain Nakora. So he, he he carved out a, a fantastic combination with him the last couple of years and also with 
uh, Hamlin Ueli as well. And what yep. excites me is what he could do with, um, say, someone like Eli Katoa and Ben Murdoch-Masilla, and that, that could be a lethal, potent combination. He had he had a great thing going with Simon Mannering when he was here as well. The other one, too, is um, David Fusatua really benefited when Sean yes. Johnson was at the club, and it's, hey, it's no coincidence tries. that yep. Fuss, yeah, the Fuss has struggled since Sean left uh, in twenty at the end of 2018. Mm. Uh, 2019, 2020, and, and 2021 haven't been uh, happy hunting grounds for the Fuss in terms of getting on the field and playing, but also tries. Um, he's so, only scored six and tries. The is still contracted. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Fuss is still under contract until the end of 2023 as well. So um, I'm sure uh, he will be very excited that um, Sean's coming back, as will a lot of the players. Uh um, yeah, but you know, maybe we get to see uh, the the resurgence of the Fuss uh, out wide, which can only be a great thing for the club. How good would that be? Fuss, yeah. Fuss diving into that corner of, again, 23, 24, 25 times this time. Yeah. 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 I, I did um, have a look at some stats uh, of Sean Johnson. Uh, I could only go back as far as 2014 uh, to get some useful stats on him. Um that and the fact that, you know, time was the essence. Mm. Um, in comparison to his time at the at the Sharks, so so 2014, um, Shawnee played 21 games. He had 11 try assists, 67 average running metres, six tries. 2015, played 18 games, 13 try assists, uh, 66 running metres and, and eight tries. Um, 2016, 24 games, uh, he had thir- uh, 18 try assists, 10 tries, 62 running metres uh, on average per game. 2017, 18 games, 18 try assists, four tries, 68 average running metres. And then 2018, which was probably his most disappointing year, considering, which is surprising because that was our most um, productive year on the field in terms of results and, you know, position on the ladder. (coughs) Um, He had 18 try assists from 18 games, only averaged 45 running metres a game. But since he's been at the Sharks, he's had... 42 tries in 40 games. Um, he has missed some games. He's missed, uh, what is it, 20-odd 20, 20 games due to injury. Um, a bad injury last year. But he's, he's averaged 70 average running metres. So the thing for me is that he's, he's increased his, his tries, his, um, his offload play, uh, directing that, that side around the park. But his running metres really haven't suffered in terms of that. It's just that they're not the highlight real running meters of length of the field tries. It's and evolved. It's evolved. It's, it's, a different it's evolved type of, his game yeah. to a different level, um, which is what you want to see. And, and that's what excites me most about his signing is how he's going to slot back into this side and give us a lot of direction. Uh, can you imagine what it's going to be like with, um, you know, Sean Johnson working either side of the ruck and you've got Reese Walsh tailing, you know, either inside or outside him, uh, yeah, exciting times for the Warriors ahead, that's for sure. Uh, we've got some comments. Common argument I hear is it, uh, on SJ is he will go missing. Fans expect him to goose step everyone in every game. Yeah, and that's that's true. Um, he it's, can only it, yeah, he it's, can only it's do common. so much behind a pack that's not moving forward. Uh, and that's the thing that a lot of people, you know. Used to they used to want him to be the sa- do the that savior play that that hail mary play that gets us out of trouble and when he didn't produce it um, it was his fault that we lost games that they didn't look at the fact that you know our, our forwards weren't winning that that center of the field battle for the ruck um, you know that kind of thing so 
what, what I will say just on that is that one game that a lot of people will remember about Sean Johnson is his final game in his previous stint for the Warriors in that finals match against Penrith. And unfortunately, everyone remembers what happened there. We worked so hard. We were waited seven years to get back into the finals and we, we were leading 12-2. And then uh, RTS goes down with an injury and and then the whole game just, just turns and everyone's saying, okay, this is, this is Sean Johnson's time to, to stand up and to, you know, produce some of that magic that we know that he can. And, and when he, and when he didn't do that, you know, it left a kind of a bitter taste in a lot of, a lot of people's mouths. And it just seems yeah. to remember that game, but we did, again, we did get dominated in the forwards against a very good Penrith team in that second half. So, um, that that's another that's another one of those uh, reasons why I'm glad that he's back because we won't just look back on that as his final as his final legacy in the in the Warriors jersey. Yeah, yeah. I have to put my hand up. I was one of those those fans um, in that final game. Yeah. We all um, were, bro. We all yeah. all of us were, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think my review of that game when I wrote it said as much that he. He seemed to disappear, but I think, like you said, Mark, the the biggest difference now is there's actually a forward pack there. Um, I don't like bagging the forwards too much as a former prop. Um, it's not our fault that the backs don't know how to work properly. Um, but um, <laughs> it's it's true though. Um, they just he he spent so many years with that club behind a flat flat pack, and you yeah you can't be that superstar. Um, if you've got defense right in your face all the time because your forwards aren't doing their job. So the fact that um, that, that forward pack they got now um, is building into something special where it hasn't been that great as of late, um, but I think Fenua Blake's coming back into it and um, you'll start seeing it again. And by the time next season comes around, um, everyone will be fit and healthy after having some time off. And um yeah, I can see nothing but good things for him. There. The potential is just so exciting, isn't it? With that, think, with that pack, all those guys problem. rolling forward. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with the. I'm going to word this carefully. With a lot of the fans on the Warriors fan pages across social media, is that everyone expects us to win the comp every year at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we we get the this is our year, this is our year. Yeah. We want our club to succeed. We want our players to succeed. But if we're if we've got to be honest, it takes time to form combinations. And you know, this is Brownie's first year at the helm of the club. Mm. Uh, it's the first year that we've really had a, a really strong recruitment drive in the off season. So um, and there's a plan in place. And I think I think if we if we make the eight, if we scrape into the eight this year, that's a that'll be a successful season for us. Oh, uh, because you've got to consider all the variables, you know. Um, I think we've got eight new signings to the club. We've had a couple of injuries, but so injuries, has every other yeah. side. Um, we're living away from home, uh, which I, I really don't think a lot of people get the gist of, that these guys, week in, week out, are away from, you know, their families, their friends, their familiar surroundings, um, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and they've been doing it for two years, Um and I, I, I would challenge any other side, apart from probably Melbourne, to be able to relocate um, for a full two-year period uh, and not have contact with those that are closest to you and, um, you know, 
get the best out of, of what's going on. And, and these guys have been doing that uh, week in, week out. Yeah, we drop some games here and there, and that's going to happen. But um, I can see that we're building towards something. And, you know, this year, if, if we can build over the next couple of seasons towards a premiership, uh, then we're heading in the right direction. I agree. It's about, um, about gaining momentum and then sustaining that. And throughout our history, we haven't been great at that. Uh, we, we've, we've built up, like you look at the period, our initial success, 2001 through to 2003, and then we just fell off the cliff in 2004. And then yep. obviously 2011, where we had all three grades in the grand final. You think this is, we're building to something special here. And then again, 2012 just went straight off the cliff. So, you know, there has to be a plan in place. I'm sure, you know, we, we have full faith in Brownie. He's a rebuilding coach. Yeah, we've got Gus Gould there as well. Um, look, I mean, geez, just look at Penrith now, and and you know the plan he put in place there. So, we we all have faith. Well, we have faith that um, you know we are on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. Just a couple of questions. We were talking about um, Brad was talking about how he's an ex front rower, and um, you know he doesn't like the forwards getting blamed. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Reyes has asked if Ruin Hammer were in a in a fans Warriors team, which positions would you play? And which other fans would make the team? <laughs> Here we go. I, 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 I might be in the front row with um, Brad there. Um, I was I was a props a second rower in my day, a very a very uh, non hard working front row prop <laughs> uh, second row. But um, yeah, maybe I'd be in second row a lock. I would say, mate. I um, I, I've played every position except for hooker and halfback. Uh, I was very fast when I was younger. And as I got older, my, my footy brain was still there. I lost my speed and I ended up in the pack. Um, so, yeah, started off as a fullback and retired as a front row. Ruben um, Wiki style. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> Ruben Wiki with uh, not as much talent. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd probably say now I'd be an edge back rower. Uh, yeah, okay. I think. Or maybe a middle forward. And Brad's obviously going to be a middle forward. I, yeah, prop all my life. Um, I was really just a grub. I had no talent, no ability. Um, love your it. honesty. Honesty, yeah. yeah. A grub, a grub with an offload. I think offloading was all I had. Um, yeah, nice. But yeah, uh, I would just be the grub. Um, jazz, jazz has got nothing on me in that department, unfortunately. Um, really? For me. Um, wouldn't wouldn't be in the game right now with cameras everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> um, which you you listen to our show, you might see there's no such thing as a head high in my book. Um, so <laughs> every time there's one, I say, like, was that sinbinable? No. I'd I'd like to think actually I was a Toddy Payton style player. You know, a, a halfback in a front rower's body. <laughs> Yeah, mate. I'll tell you what, though. You couldn't rock the bald head and beard like Toddy does. Gee, he, nah. rocks, he rocks that yeah, well. He's, he's, a, he's got that look. Toddy Payton is a good-looking man. He is a good-looking man. Everyone's right? going on about his dreamy eyes last year, right? <laughs> They're like the steely eyes. And, oh, yeah, no, we love Toddy. Good fan of the, good fan of the show. Okay. I'm, I'm, while you guys are waffling on there, I'm just going <laughs> to scroll through and have a look at some of these um, some of these. Because uh, my, my feed's gone crazy, and I do apologize to everyone that I haven't read out. I've, I've missed a lot of things. Uh, Richie Sterling's asked, Where's your SJ poster on your wall, Brad? I don't have one. Um, he knows that I, I still, you guys, Sean was a big, your, your favorite player. I'm a, I'm a prop guy 
it's it's always the props or a second rower if I have to scrape the barrel. Um, <laughs> it's um, Ben Murdoch is, is my boy. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, when yeah, when nice his choice. when his signing was announced last year, I was over the moon. Um, I always loved him. Um, but yeah, I Palisina, Kumatai, um, all those guys. Those are the guys I went to. Um, Toff Sipley was a big guy for me as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can have the pretty boys out the back um, as long as they they do what they need to do. I'm happy. But yeah, I always go with the the props. I'm really happy for Toff Sipley too. He's getting some good game time minutes at Manly now and playing some really good footy. Um, yeah. You're obviously a Steve Price fan then, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve Price. Um, yeah, all those guys. Wookie when he was here as well. Um, Big Tooks. But yeah, yeah. Tooks, um, yeah. Tooks was was my my big guy before Paliasina. Um, yeah. I, I remember. I, I wish I could find it, but the when they came home from that grand final, they had like a little party at Mount Smart, and um, the only guy I wanted a photo with was Tooks, and I got it, and I was happy. Um, but yeah, he was kind of like the the bigger guy than what you saw the the big muscly front rowers, and I was just chubby little prop running around, and it was like there's there's one like me there. Um, so yeah, he was always one I gravitated towards. You should not... see Tooks now, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's, oh he's yeah, fit, I was, he's fit as a fiddle. <laughs> yeah, he's tra- I went champion the other way, bloke. But... Yeah, champion bloke though, Tooks. Yeah, we we had a great catch up with him at Magic Round. Yeah, awesome Just... fella. Just yeah. another co- comment from uh, Siala off of Masaga. He says, takes a lot of courage for a man to let go of their ego. Um, they deserve a lot of respect for what they've done. And I think he's talking about both the club and Sean. I think yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a fair comment. I think that's correct. There's ego on both sides. Um, you know, it's yeah. after, what, after what happened, what transpired three years ago, it takes you know, a bit of reconciliation on both, both parts there. Joseph Uatai says, Sean knows we're onto something at the Warriors, adding to the excitement of returning. Can't wait. And yeah, he, he kind of even said that in his uh, little radio cameo yesterday. Um, Mark Roberts has said to Cameron George, can you bring Lodge with you guys as well, please? He's the type of player that AFB needs alongside him. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people shutting down Matt Lodge, I think. Um, the, Matt Lodge will bring more good to our side than not like in bad. So for, yeah. For me, he's like, he plays a long first stint. He plays at least 30 minutes in that first stint. Um, he works hard. He, he, he takes at least one, maybe two hit ups in that set for Brisbane uh, every game, every set. And maybe that's because they've got nothing out the back to work with. So they've just got to keep sending it through their forwards. Um, he does have an offload, which is something that we are lacking in our middle forwards at the moment. Um, yeah, that's the asset, and, but- yeah, and and makes big meters, and he, he's actually out playing Payne Haas at the moment uh, for is, the Broncos, yeah. which is which is a big thing. Probably the only two things that go against Lodgy in my books is because he does have an offload, he tends to produce it sometimes at the wrong time, uh, tries to push yeah. that pass a little bit too much, which is uh, you know results in poor ball security, a turnover of possession, mm. and. Um, can get a little hot-headed, does have a history of hot-headedness on him. Uh, although yep. we haven't seen it this year. He, he yep. seems to be playing a lot more com- composed this year. Uh, and the fact that, you know, there is a, a family connection there with, um, you know, Matt uh, being with uh, Sully's daughter yeah, uh, and, yeah. you know, the father of Sully's grandkids, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah, there is that 
that connection there as well. So, yeah, I think that would be a, an astute signing by the Warriors, uh, which we're going to talk about it very, very soon in regards to the 30-man squad and, and what players at other clubs are off contract to we'd probably like to see maybe approached uh, by the Warriors. And if Cam's still watching, he can probably, when we get onto that, he can probably give us an update on a couple of guys that we're just unsure of what their uh, connection is next year with the club in yeah, regards to status. development contracts yep. and or contracts and so forth. Because looking at the the team list and the signings that we've made, I, I probably estimate we're at 25 players, but I, I could be wrong. We could be actually be at 27 or even 28. So if Cam's still watching, he might be able to um, jump in and, and say something. Uh, I mean, we're in lockdown. Why wouldn't he be watching it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it. Uh, There's no footy town. on. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's Warriors chat. Uh, Fabian Morales says, poor dog, Bulldogs. Warriors signed DWZ and, and Bulldogs now have money to sign SJ. And the, and the Warriors gave a one their back and signed him too. Yeah. I saw some posts on the on some of the Bulldogs pages on Facebook and they're like, oh, that's okay. We've lost Dallin, but SJ's on his way. So, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it really did seem like that's what was going to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan Brown is a specialist hooker. He must see a lot of potential in Wade Egan. Uh, I look forward to Taniela Otokolo getting more game time. Yeah, I, mm. I, I do too. I mean, working in uh, tandem. Yeah, and that's one of the things uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, Brownie came out and said, Wade Egan's our 80 minute hooker. And he's, he's kind of stuck to that. And a lot of people have been critical of Wade um, this season, but Wade's been, you know, averaging over 50 something tackles a game. He doesn't miss many. Uh, and he's, he's never played the full 80 minutes, even at Penrith, he was coming off the bench before we signed him at the Warriors. Mm. And then last year he was working in tandem with uh, the mad dog, Carl Lawton. Um, so I, I, I'm, I find a lot of value in what Wade brings to the side, but I was really impressed with the service that Otacolo gave out of dummy half last week in that, that Newcastle. He, he was thrown in there a lot earlier than what probably Brownie wanted him to be with the HIA to jazz. Um, but yeah, I, I was really impressed with um the few minutes that I saw, what I saw, the service he was giving. I would have liked to have seen him run and take on the defence a little bit and dart out a dummy half. But Those are the big raps that are on him, isn't it? They say yeah. he's yeah. a running hooker. They say he's a bit like that Fainu from um, Manly. He can dart out there at a dummy half. And, yeah, as you said, we didn't see a lot of it due to the conditions of that um, Newcastle game. Yep. But in, in an open game of footy with, behind a dominating pack, he could be lethal. He could be just, you know, that missing link that we need to dart out. Remember like Aaron Heremiah? Um, was probably the last hooker that we had that could really dart out a dummy half and set, set things up. Um, yeah. Isaac Lucas uh, showed a bit of it. It obviously wasn't as consistent in his Warriors stint, but um, it, it is exciting to have the prospect of having an attacking hooker like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think he, he's definitely showing a lot. And um, if Cameron's still on, he might be able to confirm it. But I'm pretty sure that game last week was his first game against men because he's been playing in the under-20 comp. Over, Correct. Yeah, over yeah, there. So that, yeah. you think his first game against men playing it in the NRL and coming on earlier than you probably think yep. in, in shitty conditions. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah. yeah, he, he held his own. He, he looks like he, he belonged. Um, mm -hmm. Still a long way to go, obviously, as most young boys do. Um, but yeah, he, I think, could definitely be the guy that you look to. Like That's going to be our hooker mm. at this point. It's just, yeah, what you do at this point here. Um, 
Wade Egan, I'm very love-hate at times with him. <laughs> um, myself, um, I picked him as, I think last year I picked him as one of my guys that was going to stand out. And then yep. this year he went on to my ones that had to improve. Yes. Um, in one season, um, that was more due to the pressure that was now on him. It was, um, it was all on him to be that hooker, as Brownie said. And yeah, there's things I don't like. There's things I do like with his game. Um, and yeah, I think it's just um, getting some consistency. I think defensively, I think he's great, like you said. Um, sometimes I'm not a fan of the no lock pass that he does. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still think there, there's enough there um, mm. to tide you over if if uh, um, you know 10 out of 10 hooker suddenly turned up on the market, I wouldn't be saying no. But yeah, um, yeah for what they have um, until um, they get some experience in the young guys, I think Wade can can do well. It's just that forward pack needs to get back into gear again. Yeah. It was a bit of like his running game is a bit of a, something I was a bit critical of. Like he, I think he just probably needs to pick and choose a little bit better. Like he seems to start to run it at, at the wrong time. Um, but if you can get that right, um, it, it'll be, yeah, it'll add to another string to his bow. But having said that, if we do have Otacolo that can come on off the bench and um, swap over, then it might not be such a, such an issue. Yeah, yeah, I think you throw him on that last last 20 when people are a bit tired and you see him mm. just run around. Um, it's kind of a bit yeah. like Nathaniel Roach used to do. Um, mm. Unfortunately, he get, he was getting injured a lot, but when he was out there, he was that little spark that would come on um, when the forwards were tiring and he'd do a few runs. And I could see Otokolo falling into that category for the Warriors um, for this year, at least. I agree. Just a couple of comments, guys. Um, Nigel Phillips, when we're talking about uh, the Warriors being away from home and uh, how well they're doing under the circumstances, he's written, uh, Parramatta had a new stadium built and had to play away all year. Um, look what happened to them, and they only had to bus up and up the road at most. And that's true. You know, they, they did. They fell apart. Um, yeah. And been falling apart ever since. Yeah. Um, Troy Wright uh, says, Rue, my seven-year-old daughter just said, I need a big Roger face for my room wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not too many of those around anymore. It was from Magic Round 2019. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Reyes has said, favourite warrior unsung hero of all time? Warrior unsung hero? George Gaddis. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, big I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Pelicina counts, does he? Or Jason Deeth, or just Jason Deeth. It's funny, isn't Jason it? Like yeah. You, yeah. The, the players were gravitating. I was going to say Ian Henderson. They're all hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Henderson. Um, yeah, Ian Henderson. Of course, great player, fantastic of player. Course for us, the favorite unsung hero of all time. Oh Mike yes, Green. Mike Doreen. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, of course. Hardworking center <laughs> slash blasterer. <laughs> uh, Ruben Newman has said any word on what work Gus is putting into pathways obviously it's hard with this COVID stuff but was wondering if he's been able to implement anything yet um, you probably know better than us Brad what's going on back home in New Zealand Dylan, in regards to that I know nothing I know nothing you, I know you, you I know guys have back... them all on speed dial so <laughs> yeah, no, um, he's, he's, he's been 
Speed Dog. <laughs> he's been here twice now. I think he's just con gone back to Oz. Yeah. Uh, or in the process of, I think I saw on Twitter or something that his flight got cancelled um, when he was going. But I know he's been here twice now. Um, there was that interview that um, they put up. I, I think you guys would have seen it on YouTube as yes. well. Yeah, yeah, definitely the way he did on the Sky Sports. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, which it didn't give you like, here's our our game plan but it gave you a lot of the insight of his mm. mindset and the club's mindset on moving forward and i think um that sky deal that they've just launched yep um there there's something in there um to involve with sky actually putting money into development of the local game as well Good. um which i think is a great move because um yeah sky i think sky's starting to understand how much they actually need league it's not just a, a union thing as big as union is in this country. Um, I tried to watch five minutes of it before we came on today and changed the channel. Um, but was that the All Blacks game? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, there's. Did Fiji win that? I'm not sure. It was Samoa, wasn't it? It was Samoa, yeah. Samoa, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think showing that confidence that they've done this big deal now shows that they. Um, I think they realized how close they could have been to losing it in our outer spark. And I think that would have been a massive hit to them. Um, so yeah, the fact that they're going to start putting some money into development too um, can only do good things. Now we're just going to make sure the rest of the clubs don't keep stealing all the players. Um, yeah. Which and that, is, and that's, been, that's been the problem over the years is the lack of pathways that we've had in New Zealand. We, we've lost some really good players, um, you know, Brandon Smith is the first one that comes to mind when you think about young New Zealand players that came over to Australia and have, you know, um, forged their way. I think we had good pathways when Cleary was there, though, um, which obviously showed because, you know, 2011, we get all three sides in, into the on, mm. into grand finals. Um, so he was big with the, the pathways things back then. But since then, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a struggle, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I think I've said on my show before, can't can't blame Cameron for this one, but the biggest mistake um, the Warriors ever did was letting Ivan go um, yep. over such a silly reason. Um, that was, I think it was Wayne Scarra still at that time who I didn't have the best relationship with. Um, but yeah, I didn't like that decision. I think it, it did take them a backward step once he went because he... You, you see it now. I know Gould did a lot with Penrith, but he Cleary's just really good with young talent and getting them to where they need to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we probably would have had Nathan as a halfback now. So, yeah, the cyborg. Yeah, yeah cyborg, cyborg. <laughs> um, Mark Mokai says Chris Sarte is going good in Super League. Brad, uh, is he another one of your uh, front row favourites? Um, um, yeah, yeah, I like he, Chris. He had Sarte. a fairly good stint. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Robbie Reyes asks Graham Hughes or Jason Costigan. Well, Hughes, hands down. We have to say Costa. Oh, sorry, a, uh, sorry, Costo, Costo. hands down. <laughs> he, watches our, he watches our stuff. Sorry, Costo. sorry, Costo. I meant Costo. Out to Costo if he's watching the oh, night. Um, I still love Graham Hughes. Throwback to the the Penrith Grand Final against the the Raiders. Royce Simmons. <laughs> I think. Uh, it's Costo for me. I think Sean Johnson even said it in one of the interviews that he did. Like, um, as a, a local Warriors fan in New Zealand, Costo was just part of the package. And he, he made, like, especially all the crazy, like, 
attacking plays they used to do and how he used to describe them. Sorted um, from dummy half. Yeah, <laughs> and um, kicking towards the Penrose end and and all that open stuff. Open up like Manukau heads. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff was, um, it was just something that um, was different um, compared to watching the very prim and proper union boys that we were watching all the time. And it just made it more exciting. And yeah, um, yeah I love him to bits. I'd love him to come back. Yeah, I get both of both I'm just rolling commentators. <laughs> um, also, Cameron, if you are still tuned in, can you give us a uh, a rundown on what the go is now for live games over the next two weeks? Uh, I know you know our Warriors play the Dragons uh, next week at Central Coast, and uh, Sydney's gone into two week lockdown now until I think it's the Saturday before we play the Sharks at uh, Net Strata Jubilee. So. Just wondering what the because I haven't seen anything from the NRL in in terms of crowds for the next two rounds of of footy. So it'd be interesting to know. I know I've had a few people ask me um, today. Uh, I've got no idea. Um, mm. so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Might have to go with no crowds again. I yeah. Could do. From what I've I've heard in my rumours, um, full disclosure, my rumours said Sean was a bulldog. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, was that it was going to be in and like no crowds um how that changes i'm not sure i'm more concerned with the amount of kiwi nrl players that are in new zealand right now what does that mean yeah exactly right not just warriors you know sj's here um there's a few others um how do they uh, is are they allowed to get out um we've heard nothing from the nrl about that either Mark Roberts says, back to COVID bubbles and empty stadiums I read on the NRL website. And so there you go. I, I kind of knew about the COVID bubble stuff. Uh, and we've, we've been through this a bit this year as well. The, there was two games we went to, the Canberra game in Canberra and then the Manly game at Central Coast. So rounds three and round four, I think it is, or round four and five or whatever the rounds they were. Yeah, yeah, um, four and five. Yeah, there was... There was um, I know that we were, we were allowed to be at the ground, but we had to be ushered out pretty quick afterwards there was no contact with the players afterwards uh or anything like that so um yeah like it, that makes sense uh yeah. you know whatever yeah, needs sense. to be put in place for do the, what they have to do for the competition yeah. to continue going ahead yeah absolutely um nigel phillips said send the warriors to melbourne i for one will be there uh, okay. bro i wouldn't yeah. send them to melbourne either melbourne melbourne's got a worse track record than sydney um COVID hides under rocks down there and just pops up whenever it feels like it. So, hey, guys, just send what, all, what about yeah. another magic round up here in Brisbane? Or just send uh, them all to Harris, New Zealand. Yeah. We, we know Jay how to look after says, COVID over here. Jay Harris has said no crowds. My bro, uh, all junior competitions in New South Wales have been suspended until 9th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, they got an email today. So, uh, mm-hmm. so no grassroots footy here in, in Sydney for, for two weeks now. Uh, which is interesting. It, yeah, this COVID thing, man, it's killing yeah. us, isn't it? Wreaking havoc um, for sure. At yeah. least that means the Warriors don't play Penrith in front of a Penrith crowd. So. Yeah. yeah, well, we play Penrith at, at Central Coast, and I don't think the Penrith oh, crowd travel. Yeah, they no. won't. They won't travel Penrith all the way to the Central Coast. Um, so that's probably the only. That's that's the good thing about that. Uh, but the bad thing is, I don't know if you've seen, um, Brad, in the, the Central Coast games this year, we've had um, Richie from Warrior Nation organising buses. Yeah. Uh, from Sydney. 
heading up to games. And there's been a, a great uh, response to that. Uh, we've taken at least two full busloads of, of people up each week to the games at the Central Coast, uh, which has been a great initiative that he's set up. So, um, and the players yeah. love it. Like speaking to the players, they love the fact that, you know, they've got some, you know, a, a home crowd here in, in Australia. Uh, you know, I know it, 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 nothing will compare to, you know, the noise and the atmosphere of playing at home in front of the crowd at Mount Smart. But um, we're doing our best, bro, to uh, to trying to, replic- the- trying to replicate it for you. And oh, it's uh, good. Yeah. yeah, it depends what time of the year. If the Warriors aren't doing well, there's the twenty of us that go every week. Um, <laughs> we're we're all we're all friends now. Um, but no, it's um, yeah, it's great what you guys have um, have been doing over there, like all the Aussie fans, because um, it is it is hard to watch as a New Zealand fan. Um, missing games for so long it's always been a routine um you always like go see the same people um you know i'd go to the the members lounge i'd see um tk all those guys yeah. charlie um say hi and that and then you kind of just don't see each other um anymore um especially with how everything's been um yeah. it's not like you're out and about all the time and um yeah sydney just please sort sort everything out so august 15th actually keeps going ahead <laughs> yeah, that's you right. um <laughs> you did you go to the pitch party that they had there at mount smart stadium a couple of weeks back i didn't unfortunately um i was i i write for a website called nothing but league yep um and i was scheduled to do the live match report so i had to sit there at home with a laptop on doing the the play-by-play oh. um which didn't work. I was really looking forward to it. I, I think I'm bad luck at those. Anyway, the last one I went to was last year's game against the Sharks where they got yeah. pantsed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I avoid those now just to try to help the team. There's <laughs> um, a couple of comments. And, uh, we're not big on the negative side of Warriors life, but um, a couple of people are asking, what, our, in our opinion, what is the biggest signing mistake in, in Warriors history? Um and there's a couple of names that are being thrown. Someone's put Andy Platt. Um, but uh, Ruben's probably hit it on the head for me. And those that know me are probably not surprised. Um, surely it's got to be Jonathan Wright. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely up there um, for Dane me. Nielsen. Yeah. For oh, me, yeah. I, I'm keeping with the, the stat quo of props. And it's Jesse Royal for me. Yeah, um, Jesse we got Royal. him from Newcastle, didn't we? Yeah, he, he offered nothing on attack, nothing on defense, and he made a mistake every time he touched the ball. And it was just frustrating for me. Um, Jesse Royal. Okay. Yeah, and it, the fact you think about it, that shows how much of an impact he made. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember him, um, but he was always a bugbear for me, um, which I tried to let him know at home games. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, he's what sticks out. Andy Platt was one too, but as a kid, I loved him. Um, it wasn't until I actually grew up and understood. Yeah, for some yeah. reason, I gravitated towards him as uh, well, shit, 95. I was like a 10-year-old. Yeah. So um, for some reason, yeah, and then as I grew up and went back and watched games again, realized that he wasn't that great. I was the same with Dennis Betts. Like, I always thought yeah. that Dennis Betts was a great player for us because I was, you know, younger and I was about 14 when during 95 and thinking, oh, this guy's great. I remember him playing for Wigan 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's great to have this guy playing for the Warriors. And yeah, and then he always gets mentioned in the same conversations as, as Andy Platt as well. As yeah. A bit, a, um, bit of a fizzer. Mark Roberts says, and I, I, I don't I don't remember uh, this because it's so far back in 95 and, you know, I'm 51 and going senile now. So uh, my memory is <laughs> not that good. Um, Andy Platt was the worst for me because he stopped us from having the Paul brothers. Is that true? Were we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that and um, they did. It was a great, I don't know if you guys got it. There was like a great um, mini, mini series about the Warriors history and they talked about that and they had to pay heaps of money to get his dogs over here from the UK and stuff as well. And he yeah. was just a money pit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, um, Willie Nathan's agreeing with you, uh, Rob. He says the center from Melbourne Storm can't remember his name. Dane, Dane Nielsen. Dane Nielsen. <laughs> he came on big money. He played State of Origin. Um, I'm not exactly sure how he played State of Origin, but uh, we must have been pretty sure. injuries, probably. Injuries that year. And um, he played State of Origin. Had big raps. Him looked great in that Melbourne Storm system, as a lot of those guys do. Mm. I can remember him scoring a lot of few tries against us as well. And we got him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's just say he wasn't as effective. Uh, no. Nigel Phillips says, I really miss the boys playing at home. What a lift it would be, especially to the players who haven't experienced that yet. Um, can't wait for the season homecoming. We had uh, Dingo on earlier in the year. Uh, Dan Floyd, for those who don't know who Dingo is, he's the, the team manager of the Warriors. And he was staying that, uh, at the base of Terrigal. They've got pictures of Mount Smart Stadium set up all over uh, in like the gym area and the common rooms and stuff like that because we've got guys... Uh, such as Jack Murchie, who's in his second year at the Warriors, he's never seen Mount Smart Stadium. Um, uh, also, you know, Bailey Siren and this year, Ewan Aitken, um, you know, these guys who, who have never experienced our, our home pre-season here. facilities. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but Murchie's probably the, the strangest one, having yep. played, you know, two seasons at a club and never been at the home ground facilities. Like, at least JTB... Um, you know, he got to do a, a pre-season. pre-season he started off over there, there didn't he? Before he yeah. came over. But, um, yeah. Uh, and Siala Afamasanga has just become my best friend because he says, Hammer, I thought you were in your early 40s. Fair income, mate. So <laughs> he's now my new best friend. Um, <laughs> aged, aged beautifully. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, should we probably have a bit of a chat about our 30-man squad for uh, 2022 yeah, and beyond, boys? Let's um, get into yep. it. Yeah, so, um, uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Who's the former Storm player that played 13 and sometimes came off the bench? He wore headgear. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lowry, Todd Lowry. Todd Lowry. He played for a lot of teams. And, yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be our, our new Michael Luck. Remember that? Yeah. The tackle, the guy would just tackle to a, himself to a standstill and um, provide a bit of stability there. Yeah, I didn't quite reach those. Heights, no, he didn't reach say. any heights, did he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we've got at this stage. I estimate we've probably got twenty-five players on our roster for for next year. Um, I'll let you. I've, I've been hogging the mic for a bit. I'll let you guys run through that if you want. Uh, your Foa. Signed till 2023. Leeson Armour has, has yet to be offered a contract extension past this year. Ewan Aitken signed to 2023. Tom Arley, same as Armour, is off contract. Um, 
Rocco Berry to 2024, Josh Curran, Wade Egan, Kane Evans, Adam Fanua Blake, Jackson Frey is off contract at the end of the year. Uh, Dave Fusatua, Tohu Harris, Chanel Harris Tavita, Pet Hiku, we know he's off to the Cowboys next year. Uh, yep. Sean Johnson now is signed from 2022 to 2023. Um, Eli Katoa, uh, Marcelo Montoya, Jack Murchie, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Cody Nikarima, who has taken up that player option, but we'll see we'll see what happens there. Watch this space. Um, Taniela Otokolu signed until 2024. Sean O'Sullivan is off contract. Aaron Penne uh, from the Storm has been has signed a two year contract with us starting next year. Pride Pedersen Rabadi, Adam Pompey, Bailey Sirinan, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, Jazz Tavanga, and Chad Townsend, who we have for the remainder of this season until he's off to join uh, Toddy at the Cowboys there for 2022. Yep. Um, RTS, as we know, is off to play for the Blues next year. And then Reese Walsh and Dallin Watani Zelezniak. I thought he yeah, signed so... a three. I thought he signed a three year deal past this season. Who? With uh, yeah, DWZ. I, I could only find info to 2023. Okay. All right. No worries. Um, so I, I, he could be till 2024. Um, yep. But yeah, we, we, of that list, we've got, uh, we've got like Egan, Kane Evans, Chanel Harris Tavita, Marcelo Montoya, Jack Murchie, Cody, uh, Pride Pedersen Rabati, and Jermaine Tanel Brown all only have one year left on their contract. Year. Yeah, 2022. Yep. Um, yeah, in answer to your thought, uh, UJ Harris, Chad Townsend's only signed on to finish this season. Um, so he, Mark Roberts is saying DWZ three and a half seasons, wasn't wasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I think he is, yeah, I think he's three and a half, so yeah. possibly till the end of 2024. Yep, yep. Um, so that of that list, there, there's 25 players that are on contract now. The ones that that we haven't, uh, Junior Rituva we are hearing is uh, was released from his contract this year because of injury, but injury signed a two year deal. Yeah. yeah so he comes year. back on contract for next year. Uh, yeah. Edward Cozy. We're not sure what's going on with Edward Cozy. Um, he's, he's playing this year, but he doesn't appear on our, even on our uh, roster for this year. I know he was a development player, so I don't know if that's what the deal is with him. Uh, Jaden Nicarima was another one who was on a train and trial deal at the beginning of the year and had an injury and now he's up playing in the um, Queensland Cup. And then there was another guy, Lachlan Tim, that was training with the Warriors in Kiama uh, during pre-season. And he's up there playing. I don't know whether he's on anything else. And then there's the two young guys, Jacob Laban and Zion Maiu, who were signed until 2024. Now they're 17-year-olds, so they're, they're obviously development contracts. Mm. And then we've got Temple, Kalepo, Joris, Glumazina, Isaiah, Vangana, and Viliami Vailia, who are on development contracts as well. So um, second tier deal for Cozy is what I'm being told on the stuff here, running up my screen. Okay. Um, he got special dispensation to play this year because of the injury crisis, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I would estimate that we've probably, you know, maybe got – two to maybe four spots to fill on our roster still for mm. next season. And we depending on what Cody does as well. Depending yeah. on what Cody does. Yeah. Um so there's 
we, we've got a list of players in front of us and we're not going to name every single player that's coming off contract at every club, but there's a list of, of the clubs and how many players they've got coming off contract that we have got sitting in front of us. Now, the Broncos have 16 off-contract players on their books. Um, any of those names in that strike you as guys that you'd pick up? Nice because team. for me, I noticed, I noticed Matt Lodge isn't on that. So he's 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 obviously under contract at the moment. He's the he's under contract. contract from from what I understand. It, it seems like they keep trying to offload his contract. Um, so if the Warriors were to take him, it could be another scenario like we see with DWZ, um, where you're taking him, but Broncos are paying for him. Which yeah, if, if that was the case, I would be snapping him up because that's value for money, in my opinion. Um, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh, no one else that really sparks, is there? No, no not in that uh, Broncos. Um, and there's some interesting names on there that are coming off contract, but uh, mm. so some big names, or should we say yeah. big names of the past? Um, a lot of players that are probably not the players that they were a few years ago. No. Um, it's a, no. it's a pass from me for the in terms of the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because of the comments that are coming up on screen. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of pride becomes top grade next season. Yeah, he's in our 30 man squad for next year. Um, Siala from Asanga says, uh, "What about Steve Matter and Sonny Bill Williams?" <laughs> hey, uh, Sonny's Steve. still looking in good nick. He's he won last night. He did, he did yeah. Yeah, he won last night. Well, Steve um, Maddow knows, knows all about our facilities, so he's he seen does. them that many times. So he do, he probably does. doesn't need another tour, but let's give him one. Yep. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Raiders have 15 players coming off contract. Um, again, there's some some interesting names on that one. Now, Jordan Rappin is on that list, but I have heard that he's re-signed with Canberra. Yeah. So uh, he's he can be taken off that. Um, no one really strikes me as a someone that I, I could see the club chasing. Um, no. Yeah, there's no one that screams out for me either there. No. And then the poor old Bulldogs uh, have 18 players coming off contract. Now, uh, some interesting names there. Probably probably the one player that I, I could probably see the Warriors benefiting from would be Jade Nockenbaugh. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm obviously biased towards uh, Jaden because he is uh, my son Kane's best mate from school. So yeah. uh, I'd always love to see Jaden in a, in a Warriors jersey. But um, yeah, aside from that, there's no, there's some interesting names on there Dylan Napa, Jeremy Marshall King, uh, Lachlan Lewis. They're going to be uh, doing a bit of a clean out there, from what I understand, at the Bulldogs. Well, they have to. Um, now that uh, Trent Barrett's in there and he gets to. Uh, try and build the squad that he really wants so well someone asked a question before and i, I did forget to ask it what do, what do you guys make of aaron penne's signing for the warriors yeah good he looked good last week when, when he played against us and and when he played against the titans as well another big um, body. yeah yeah biased again i fell in love so um i'll take him <laughs> oh, brad, um, brad I, I stood next to the man he's an impressive specimen too He's a very yeah, impressive. He, you say no to a big body, yeah. He looks the goods. Um, I my co-host Richie sent me like a highlights package before we got to play them. Um, before we played the storm, and I liked what I saw. And 
um he's still young he's big he, he's quite mobile um i could see him doing some damage and um yeah i'm a fan already um before he, he reminds puts on the jersey, me so. of a, he's got some really good footwork at the line too some good late footwork which yeah. um reminds me of jesse bromwich's style of play from probably four or five years back when jesse was like yep. the the premier prop, prop in the comp yeah. front row in the comp prime jesse um, yeah yeah, so yeah, he looks he looks really good. He's not getting a lot of game time at the storm at the moment. Like you know, he's getting, you know, ten minutes here and fifteen minutes there. But um yeah, I'm excited to have him uh, join our our squad. Um Cronulla Sharks, they've got twelve players coming off contract. We may uh, as well take all of them because that's what we're doing now. So Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyone stand out? Aaron Woods, if if Lodge falls through, could be an option for us as a a front rower. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe if the price was right. Yeah. Um, I I think he's he's a bit long in the tooth for me, but if if you can get him on a decent packet, um, I wouldn't say no. Um, and I saw an interview with the club. I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that they had quite a bit of space still in the cap for next year um, for, yep. a, for a, a big signing. Um, I wouldn't want that big signing to be Aaron Woods, but no, um, no, exactly. Yeah. If you, if you told me he was coming here on like a, a three, 400 type deal, um, I'd be happy. Yeah. It, it would kind yeah, of go against the youth, the, like the youth kind of policy that Phil Gould was talking about in that, that mm. interview. So but yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Sometimes, yeah, I, I would take him for the right price. Hours, yeah. They do take a bit of time. They they mature and and their best gameplay comes at, at a later age. Mm. And that's probably the thing with Penne. Yeah. A lot of people don't realise that Penne's 24. Um, he's a late yeah. bloomer. A lot of good um, So we're getting him at a really really good time. Mm. Uh, and we're maybe... just a bit. Yeah, I was just going to say we're just a bit slower than the rest. That's why it takes us a bit longer to to get there. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Is that what it is, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, maybe Woods would be a good, you know, one year deal type guy that could probably men- be, be that mentor for some of those younger front rowers that we've got coming through, like, you know, T- Tanoa Brown and, um, mm. and, and Bunty and guys like that. Uh, you know, to, uh, Mark Rocco says Joe Manu thinks he's not actually off contract, Joey Manu is, um, so, yeah, um, Gold Coast Titans, uh, they've got 14 players off contract. They do. Um, um, <laughs> what is with all these teams having so many people you... off contract? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Don. Um, I just, I just think we'd have to get onto the. As I said to you before, Mark, we'd have to get onto the uh, the Puma who will probably be doing the uniforms next year and make sure that he's got like board short length playing shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which would mean that someone's going to be wearing um, speedo type shorts because of the the trade off. Uh, similar to what I think that's how it works because Paul Vaughan obviously wears the uh, the short shorts at the Dragons. All the uh, extra materials being sent up to the Titans to make uh, <laughs> shorts. <laughs> um, uh, Herman Essiesi is the one that surprises me on that list because he only just signed with the Titans, and at the time uh, last year when he signed, I, I thought he would have been a, an ideal pickup for us. Uh, we, I didn't. We try to get him at one point too, though. Yeah, 
Um, to get a mid-season transfer for him, I think. Yeah, he's, he's been really disappointing since going to the Gold Coast. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we probably dodged a bullet there. Um, yeah, I can't see anyone. Them, uh, Gregory Marziu is off contract up there. He's a big unit uh, for a winger, mm. but but uh, I think the club's heading in the right direction now. We've trying to get away from the the big winger and gets a bit of speed mm. out wide because that's something that we've been lacking for quite a few seasons now. Did, um, did Paddy Herbert you know, get re-signed by the Titans, did he? Paddy he did, Herbert, yeah. he's they signed kn- today. He's yeah, signed okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, gr- I'm glad, uh, real pleased for Paddy there, yeah. Me too. Yeah, mm. me too. Uh, Manly uh, have a couple coming off contract. Um, the big name in the middle of there is Ruben Garrick, but uh, I believe he's re-signed at Manly. Yeah. He's, he's signed um, on the dotted line, yeah. Yeah, so he's not part of that uh, equation anymore. So everyone can forget about his name popping up in um, yep. in uh, the. Uh, you know who off? You know who I've got here? Who? Brad Parker. Oh come on now! Center, come center, on. center has been a, a problem Scorpio. position. Hank Scorpio, yeah, it might sound it might sound a bit crazy, but center has been a problem position for us for a long time, and. To me, Brad Parker, he's a great defensive centre. And he does offer a bit in attack. And I think we could do a lot worse than him. Yeah. Um, I Probably the only name on there that... that I mean, Curtis Sirenen's name's been thrown up, but we don't need more back rowers. We, we've no. got an abundance of quality back rowers in our squad now. Um, probably for me, the, the, the one that uh, stands out for me on that list of Manly players is... Uh, a guy that we mentioned before, Toff Sipley. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I reckon we'd get him at a, a really good uh, bargain bargain basement price. And he's, he's improved his game. He didn't get a lot of opportunity when he was with us. And he's gone away. He's developed his game a little bit more. Uh, so he'd be he'd probably be one. The other one is that Sione Fainu, who's that yeah. hooker, that gun hooker. But he hasn't played, you know, because of the no stand down... Mm rule that um, has been enforced. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see anyone else on that list that uh, really stands out. Melbourne Storm. Well, you could take anyone from the Melbourne Storm and, and they'd be a great acquisition, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. Obviously, the name that stands out there is Darfinukin. Um I, I don't see anyone taking him off Melbourne, um, especially, I think, uh, like a month ago. Um, Bellamy said if there was any player that he wouldn't want to lose at the Storm, um, it's Finucane. Yep. So um, I think he'll be the he'll be a lifer. Yeah, I, I, thought, so. I thought I heard he agreed to terms anyway to a new contract. So he hasn't. I, I don't think he has yet because I know the okay. Tigers are still in the hunt and the Sharks. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the other one is that Trent. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Lorio, 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 Lorio. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Oh uh, yeah, he's a Sunshine Coast guy. Junior. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Him, yeah. He's played a few games. Uh, he's he's looked all right. Um, young young player. So, is that on his side? Yeah. Mm. Uh, the Knights. They got thirteen players coming off contract. Um, none. No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely none of them. I think there's some good players there, but not in positions that the Warriors need. No, and that's uh, what I mean. But for our roster, yeah. 
No, like I mean, there's some great players. There. Lachlan Fitzgibbon would be a great pickup for any side. Um, yeah. Sex toy, um, Imel Hunt. Sex yeah. toy, yeah. Um, Imel Hunt, uh, Anari Tuala, uh, Connor Watson. They're all, you know, good players in their own right, but they just not players that we need. Not, uh, not yeah. we need, no. In our systems. Uh, Warriors, we've said we've got six off contract. Uh, and, and the six off contract are Armel, Arle, Jackson Frey, Sean O'Sullivan, and then the two, uh, Jairus Glamazina and Isaiah Bunganar, who I believe will be retained. Those two will be retained um, within our system. So I can't see the other four being off. Like Jackson Frey's never really uh, featured. He hasn't got to play yet. Yeah. Not in first grade. Um, Tom Arley's only played a handful of games. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, again, the signing of Sean Johnson and the acquisition of Chad Townsend for the rest of this season probably sends a clear message that Sean O'Sullivan is not the player they're looking at, which is probably a hard conversation Mm. for a father to have with son. Um, at the at the Warriors, there it's a bit of a vote and, of no yes. confidence, unfortunately. Yeah, and and Lisa uh, I, uh, at risk of um, offending a front rower, um, Lisa really hasn't offered a lot to us. He's come back to the club. Choose your words carefully. Come on. Um, <laughs> hey, he's fit. he he's he's a good player, but. Um, I think, yeah, he, he's at that point now where he's getting a bit long in the tooth. Um, yep. He was always consistent. I think the biggest thing I always pointed out was uh, up until last year, which has the asterisks because he went home, um, he averaged 100 metres every, like, for a season, 100 metres a game, every game. That was his average, but that's come down a bit this year. Defensively, yep. he's been good, but I think, yeah, like you said, they're moving in a new direction with, with youth. Yep. And I think he, he's just a bit too old so when they announced that they re-signed Bunty um, yeah. I was like that means Leeson's gone because I thought it was going to be one of those two Absolutely. that would be showing the door and then they announced Bunty then Aaron from the Storm and so like, okay yeah Leeson Leeson's on the way out um, and yeah he, he's quite old now um, probably still younger than all of us but um, yep. hey, old for a league player Um so, yeah, I think he's definitely one of the ones that's already probably been told, maybe, Mark Roberts, that he's gone. Mark Roberts asked, as we, we scroll through um, these sides, he asked, uh, Cade Custard, the Seagulls, what's your thoughts on on him? I Personally, I, 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 I don't think it's a player that we need to be looking at um, because he's only going to play a backup to hooker or halves, and we've... We've kind of got players coming through our system in that in that respect. But would he be um, a good replacement, say, if Cody does decide to go to the Titans or whatever? Would he be a good guy to come in and play possibly the role that Cody has been a bit reluctant to play is that interchange, hooker, fill-in in the halves, that kind of position? Yeah, maybe. But I don't think he's going to get a spot in the 17 because if Wade Egan is our hooker moving forward, then I can yep. see uh, Ottocolo as the 14 coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then we've still got Jazz as well in that middle forward rotation. Um, so for me, it's probably a, a no. Um, I think as a backup, though, even for the halves, because you think of Sean O'Sullivan's leaving, Cody's leaving, Sean and Chanel go down injured next year. 
who yeah. have we got? I mean, yeah, well, that's that's the option I'm thinking of. If you have someone like Cast who has a bit of first grade experience there, um, it could be a handy um, signing. But yeah, and that could also be a possibility that O'Sullivan might survive just for that. Going, yeah. mate, you're going to be reserve grade, but if if everything falls apart, you might be called upon, and he might be happy with that due to I don't know if his phone's going to be ringing from anywhere else. Yeah, yeah possibly that's not. Yeah. The other one that's probably off contract that another club that could fill that role would be Kurt Mann, um, yeah. or even Connor, or even Connor Watson. Yeah. Connor Watson might be he'd be a much better option than Kate Cuss to look at in that respect. A bit more dynamic, he, yeah. yeah. He can fill in everywhere. Well, he's he's kind of he's kind of exactly um, uh, he's the clone of um, Carl, uh, Carl Lawton. You know, mm. it's all, you know yeah. Carl Lawton playing a back row edge. At Manly at the moment and, and killing it. Uh, mm. They can play hooker, has played in the halves, can cover a couple of different positions. So, um, yeah, Connor Watson for me would probably be the person that I would look at first and foremost in that role. And then if that falls through, then maybe you look at a uh, at a, a, a Kate Cust or you know a Kurt Mann or somebody like that. Um, I must say, I I was on the Kate Cust bandwagon until they announced Sean. I was interested yeah. in him coming in. And then yeah. they said, Sean's coming. I was like, okay, no, I'm good. But yeah, yeah the interest waned somewhat. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, Parrot Eels have 11 coming off contract. Um, some big names there too in Blake Ferguson, uh, who I don't, I, I can't see another side picking him up. Um, no. And for us, there's probably no real um, stand like players that would fit our system, except. If we're talking about this this stopgap to be able to fill, you know, hooker or half would probably be Will Smith would probably be the only one at that club that um, you'd entertain. Um, yeah. Poor old Nathaniel Roach. I see he's off contract there and he's oh, just geez. picked up another injury. And Terrible he's timing. Again, so, yeah, no luck for the kids. It's, yeah. feels so. it's, um, it's like another Ben Henry. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Kids, kids got all the heart in the world, but the body doesn't want to go with it. And um it's horrible. Um, you never want to see that um, for anyone, no. um, unless it's Manly or Cronulla. But <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, I'm hoping that he comes back from this one quick and actually gets to string through some games so he can get an extension with Parramatta. Yeah. Mark yeah. Roberts says, Ferguson is a poor man's Mamalo. I'd be pissed if the Warriors sign him. I'd be pissed if the Warriors sign him too. Yeah, surely, surely he doesn't get yeah, stopped. I don't yeah. think it's in our thing. Might be off the union is the sort of the mail that's being reported. Yeah, um, there's a couple of comments coming through as we're discussing players. Um, people going, Patahiku was probably one of the best uh, attacking uh, offensive centres going around. Oh, at the time. Yeah. We were, I was a massive, like we're a massive fan yeah, of um, Pat. He's a, he's a you know, good friend of the show. Um, I always said he was that, that one player, that, that one center in the NRL that really knew how to set up his outside man uh, yeah. and did it really, really well. Um, there's not a lot of centers that do that. And you look at all the good centers that run around now, you know, Stephen Crichton and guys like that, and they're all, they all think try for themselves first and then mm. they offload in a, in a worse position where Hicks was uh, probably that, that center that had the the vision to be able to look to see what was in front of him, play good eyes up footy and know the right time to hold the ball and, and take the line on himself or the right time to set his outside man up. And yeah, um, I think yeah. The, the Cowboys have picked up a good one there. 
Um, yeah, I think centers become a very selfless position, as bad as that sounds. Um, and he was always a, a guaranteed try on his outside or a 50-50 try for himself. He'd go for the outside, um, yes. which is how every team should be. Um, if you know you can put your winger off in the corner, that's where you should be going. Um, and yeah, huge loss. Um, he wouldn't remember. Um, but when he was playing development, um, for the Warriors, he was at the Marlins as well. Yep. And there was there was a very overweight, um, lazy prop that used to play there, and he used to give me a lot of stick for being rubbish. Oh, um, really? <laughs> it, he would have been like eighteen at the time, maybe. Um, but yeah, he you could tell he was a talent back then. Um, and yeah, very happy that he was coming back because he announced at a training that he was leaving the Manly. Um, from Warriors under 20s and it was real upsetting to see that he was going because he didn't want to go um, but it was just a good deal and yeah sad to see him go again yeah that yeah. was he didn't have a manager he, he told us a story about yeah. how that went down he, he, he had no manager he didn't like he, he was such a yeah. you know a fresh-faced Kiwi boy that uh, yeah he had no idea. Just played played footy for fun and the love of it, you know. And it shows yeah. in his game. Um, and he still he's still got that in him. Um, and yeah, he's he's going to be a, a sad loss at the end of the season when he goes. Uh, but you know, you can see the direction the club's going in with the players that they're yep. retaining, and it's great that he's been able to pick up a gig with Tony Payton up at the Cowboys. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark Roberts, um, Hiku was a bre- was a breath of fresh air after the likes of uh, Kaka and Connie. <laughs> yeah. um, see, I I loved Connie. Um, he he because he was a prop that played in a in a number three because he got confused. But um, <laughs> Carter, yeah, Carter infuriated me with his not passing. Um, it was great when he was scoring those tries, but when those tries didn't come, and I think it was the on the try line dummy half run on the last tackle. Oh, um, the telegraph yeah. as well. You could tell he was, you yeah. could tell he was going to do it. And um, especially when he spent so much of his time there with a guy like Ken, who if you give Ken the ball, he's going to get in the corner. Um, it was just frustrating. It's yeah. That, yeah, I don't like saying it's selfish, but it's just, um, I feel a lot of them put themselves before the team yep. in those situations. Um, it's well, like, you see, you make that break and you've got to draw and pass on the fullback, but you try to go yourself and get tackled. Yeah. It's yep. those type of things. Um, and yeah, it seems, yeah, unfortunately, Hiku seems to be part of a dying breed in that aspect. Of Yeah, of being able to read the play so well and and set up yeah. your, your outside man for, you know, um, yeah, and, and he's, he's definitely not a glory hunter in that respect, is he? Where there's a lot of guys that, that just hold that ball. Um, and yeah. it's no surprise that that Ken's game, his try scoring, uh, improved out of sight once uh, mm-hmm. Qatar, you know, left and went to rugby. So. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's why you're starting to see um, all these halfbacks and fullbacks doing these big um, Harbour Bridge passes because they're trying to get yep. past the centre to the winger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cut out the middleman. Yeah. Cut out the middleman so it actually gets to where it needs to be. Um, I think there's no coincidence that that's starting to pop up with a lot of halfbacks now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is Rocco Berry fit? I haven't seen him since Magic Round. He is. He's just got a he had a bit of a slight hamstring niggle uh, last game, and uh, so yeah, the extra couple of weeks off, or well, the extra week off, will probably do him well. And 
Uh, he should be back in the mix for next Friday's game against the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, Penrith. Penrith have eight players off contract. <coughs> um, probably the standout there is Kurt Capewell. Exactly. Kurt Capewell, uh, versatile player, can play back row, centres. I think uh, the mail is that he's off the Broncos on a three-year deal, though. That's what's being reported up here. So. Yeah, he came out today and and uh, put that the kibosh on that. But then Dallin came out uh, a week it, and a half yeah. ago and put the kibosh on the fact that he signed at the Warriors. So. It's, it was reported uh, that he'd agreed to terms. So he probably just came out and said, hey, I haven't signed anything, which was technically true. Yeah. So same thing yeah. as Dallin. That's yeah. what Dallin said as well, yeah. I, I think the moment they come out and say what you're hearing isn't true, it is true. We've seen it with um, yeah. the Raiders boys that are going home and things like that too. They're like, no, yeah. I'm not leaving, and then they're gone. So, oh, actually, yeah, I am. Yeah, right. uh, Bateman and, um, and what was the Bateman other and Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no, I'm not leaving. So, uh, yeah, I think once they address it, but, yeah, I think Kate, well, if he doesn't go to the Broncos, um, the Penrith won't be letting him go either. So. Yeah, yeah, no, he'll be, yeah. He'll be in high um, demand. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's some interesting names on that Penrith list, and the the slowest halfback in the world's on that list, Tyrone May. <laughs> I was going to say Matt Moylan doesn't play for Penrith anymore, mate. <laughs> no, 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 he's the second slowest. <laughs> uh, the Dragons with nine off contract. Gerard um, oh, Beal. Yeah, right away. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the one, the, probably the biggest name on that is Matt Dufty, and uh, yeah, he, it seems all the interest in him has just completely died off now. The Raiders were super keen; they were going to move um, CNK to centre to accommodate him. Now who, they've gone off the idea. Who did the Dragons lose to? Not last week, but the week before. Who were they absolutely towed by? Oh, there's Bulldogs. Uh, they got dusted up. Yeah, that's Bulldogs. right. Okay, it was yeah. after the Bulldogs game. Because he had that, that great game the week before that where he had like two tries and five try assists and, mm. you know, he was, his name was all up in lights and then he did nothing in the Bulldogs game and it kind of... Um, yeah, he, yeah. He, he had three try assists for the Bulldogs in that game. But, um, yeah, that was it. He, um, I've talked about it a lot in, in my show. Like On attack, he's one of the best at times, but on defense, he's always one of the worst. And... Yep. Um, I think we've seen it in the runner form the Warriors have had against the Dragons. All you have to do is kick the ball at him and he doesn't know what to do. He would he used to always drop all the bombs and get us back into games. Um, mm. yeah. And yeah, I was terrified when they had those rumours that the Warriors were looking at him because I didn't want it. Um, as great as he can be on attack, that, that D is just too much of a red flag for me. There was a lot of talk about it. For me, I kind of took it with a grain of salt because we've signed Reese Walsh on a four-year deal to play fullback. Yeah. So why would we be looking at, like, another fullback? Um, yeah. Unless you wanted to play him in the wing or the centres, but surely with his defensive limitations, you would not have him in the centres. No. Unless yeah. it was someone like Nico Hines who can cover a couple of different positions. Yeah. You know, um, really excel at all of them. So, mm. um, yeah, for me, that Dragons, uh, like Corey Norman... Uh, he's going to find it hard to find a, a spot somewhere too because he they, they just um, the clubs aren't stupid. They know you know what players they need and and so forth. Um, South Sydney with thirteen off contract. Um, looking at the thing there. All, all 
afraid to say another center, Dane Gagai. Yeah. All I would say is Tane Mill. I wish we gave him more of a go. But anyway, I think that's that, in the past. Yeah. That um what was it? Was it last year, the last round? Where no, he actually got to play year yeah, before. 2019. Yeah. yeah. When he when he actually got to play, and I thought he played really well. Um he did he got injured in in the first round last year anyway and was ruled out for the season and the club had a bit of a clean out. Um, yeah. it would have been it would have been great to see him get more of a run, but that's what it is and yeah. Yeah. He's moved on now, Yeah. So. And uh, I'm hearing Ross, sorry, mate, yeah, go on. I was gonna say I'm hearing noise that um the Knights want to bring Gag Guy back as well. Mm, I've read that as well. I heard yeah. did you guys just say Brisbane? Brisbane were looking at him? No, Newcastle. No. Okay, Brisbane I, are looking at him too. Yeah, I thought Brisbane were looking at him as well. Uh, Brisbane are also looking at Jaden Sewer, who's on that list. Um, mm. So I think Benji, I think this is probably Benji's swan song year, would you say? Uh, he's he's playing, let's bring him back. Well enough. Yeah, he's bring him. well enough. You could probably give him another year contract. Bring him, bring, um, bring him home. Bring him home. In terms of the Matt Dufty rumour, Mark Roberts says that that rumour really came from the New Zealand Warriors faithful Instagram page. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He's got his laughing emojis and says not much truth from that page with the hand on the head uh, right. emoji. Um, yeah, they jump onto every little rumour, apparently. They, they, it's an interesting page to see. Oh, look, he's uh, off contract. Warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's got, he's always got breaking. Breaking. It's like, it's not breaking. It's just a rumour. Uh, Sydney Roosters, seven off contract. Um, Your man, Fletcher Baker. Fletcher Baker, the man with the NFL name. The, from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. The All-American boy. The All-American from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, um, <laughs> he's on there. Uh, probably like Billy Smith's had some really good um, uh, noise about him. He was the guy that they l- were looking at to partner Manu in the centres and then Got uh, that was before last year, and he got injured, and then they signed Josh Morris to, to cover that. Um, so he's probably a, a name that will draw some interest. Uh, Isaac Liu, quality player, but probably not in the position that we need. But, I mean, well, I would love to have him at the club. If, if you're going to sign Isaac Liu, you'd be able to pick up Lutz and Armao on a much, uh, like less, much less, or less yeah. money and probably get the same kind of... Uh, game out of him where it's kind of straight up good good defense around the middle mm. uh, no frills you know running up the middle so um yeah I, I and i think louis isaac lou would come at a, an increased price yeah yeah uh, he would yeah from the roosters team yeah yeah um yeah and the other one's daniel tupu on off contract but i i can't see the roosters letting him yeah, go. he won't leave no way. no and uh, last but not least, the, the Mighty West Tigers with 10 off contract. Um, probably the only one there that we did sign is Russell Packer, isn't it? Can we get him back for 800? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, they've got... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of guys there with one-year options in their favourite uh, uh, club options. I can't see Joey Leilua being retained by the club. Um, I don't think James Roberts will be kept by the club either. You don't think? Uh, no. They're going to have a fair clean out, I think, as well. Yeah, I think they're going to move a few players on. Um, that, yeah. I, I He hasn't done enough this year, but they might say it's just just give him one more year, possibly. 
and just see if he, he's the yeah. goods. But yeah, BJ BJ Leilor, I think, um, will be in Super League before we know it. Either yeah, that or A grade somewhere yeah. in, um, in country New South Wales. Yeah, um, I... Mark Roberts says the old man in the tooth coach Wayne Bennett wants another season from the old uh, man in the tooth Bungie Marshall again. Well, the thing is, Bennett's got no club to go to next year because um, all that yeah. all that speculation of him rejoining the Broncos that that's going to die in the ass now that Ben Eichens there because. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the old the son in the son in law. Yeah, they don't get on. Yeah, um, he's uh, he might be uh saving himself for that uh new Brisbane team. I think they were saying that he might he might do a gap year and come in as coach for the Brisbane Bombers or who, whichever fire firehawks, whichever is the new Brisbane franchise, whatever it is. Yeah, firehawks, Ipswich Jets, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, who knows. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's there's quite a few players off contract, but um, you know, as I said, we've we've got we've got the nucleus of a really really good squad moving forward for the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we've got a couple of guys that come off contract uh, next season, at the end of next season. So um, there'll be some conversations, obviously, with with those guys whether we retain them or uh, they get moved on. Um, and of course, you know, we've got development players coming through and in that uh, the current development system, which is only going to get better once um, Gus Gould gets his hold on our, mm. on our pathways programs back in New Zealand. Yeah. And I think the one I've been harping on about him for a while, but I think Junior Rituva, I think, is going to be really good once he gets his time. Yep. Um, mm. He reminds me a lot of um, Vudivalu. And, uh, you know, he's a big, big, strong Fijian that's got wheels. Um, and, pace is just so important in this new new day and age and we we have a relatively slow backline even though you have reese walsh and um roger and that out there dallin's coming in with pace which will be good yeah. but there a lot of them aren't really that fast um you saw poor you and aitken blew a gasket running the length of the field <laughs> um the other day but yeah it's that pace the game's getting faster and you just need a few guys which um i think is one of the reasons why they they kind of let king go um yeah. they, they they need they need pace there and um yeah i think he's got it in space he's just a quick kid oh i'm excited to see him get a go um i looked at i watched some of his queensland cup highlights and he looked he looked the complete package like athletic big strong fast and and you've seen the success of like guys like Mike Sivo and um rad radra and, and ravalawa for the dragons and it'd just be such a asset to have big strong strapping fijian winger yeah, yeah. Um, just a bit of chat now about the second Brisbane side that you raised. Yep. A um, couple of people have said, fingers crossed, it's not Redcliffe. Otherwise, that kind of screws us over. And then there's yeah. uh, they have everything ready, unfortunately, money, stadium, and fan base. The, the thing about the Queensland Cup, and I've seen it firsthand for myself, and obviously, Rob, you've seen it because you live mm. up there, yep. is their systems in all those sides, like the Sunshine Coast Falcons, the Burley Bears, um their setups are so, so impressive. Yes, um, they are, yeah. You know, very, very impressive. Uh, puts to shame, you know, like we, I thought, you know, we had uh, setups down here with like some Marys and Mounties and 
Um, obviously, the North Sydney Bears have a, a good setup, uh, mm. being an ex um, ARL New South Wales Rugby League side. But um, these, the, the teams, the setups that they have in Queensland are just uh, next level. Very, very really exciting. Well any one of those, yeah. yeah, any one of those sides could, you know, um, with the right backing and sponsorship and and uh, corporate backing and so forth, really, um, you know, put a put a success a bid in for inclusion in the NRL if they look for uh, extra side. <clears throat> My concern with an extra team is that there's a massive gulf already between, like, you've got Melbourne and Penrith that are just at the top scale of, of everything in the, you know, within our comp. And then you've got like Manly roosters, Parramatta South kind of sitting behind them. And then, and then there's everyone else. Um, is there enough talent to go around to warrant having another one or two clubs in the NRL? I think, I think it will matter. I think you're going to find in a couple of years, Penrith's team is going to look very different because they're not going to be able to keep that side yeah, together. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Melbourne's different as a lot of them really want to stay with Melbourne and Bellamy. So they, they take the price to, I don't know if you're going to see guys like Crichton and Toa and all that going, we'll take a, take a pay cut to stay here. I can't speak for them personally, but I think that team's just going to be too stacked. It probably yeah, depends on how long, how long Cleary stays at that club, though. Um, that's true, you know, because, yeah. Because that's the thing with Melbourne is the guys in the past have taken pay cuts to stay because they want to be in that system and coached by Craig Bellamy and, and within that whole Melbourne system. That could happen at Penrith. Um, yeah. And then what happens in you know the next two, three, four, five years when you know Bellamy decides to it's time to hang up his, his, uh, his coaching... Um, clipboard and <laughs> does it then, then get passed on to Mooks? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, like he's the assistant coach down there at the moment. Like, what what's uh, their what's their uh, transition, their progression uh, that they've got in place for for coaching down there? Yeah, I think when when I saw Mooks was assistant, and then it wasn't much of a coincidence that Bellamy City was sticking around a bit longer. Um, I think, but. I don't, I don't want to sound bad here. I don't rate Kearney as a head coach, but I think he's one of the best assistants there is. Um, I think he plays that assistant role really well. And um, so I think they'll be looking outside potentially for a, a new storm coach. Um, There's a moving. lot of guys like that. Seabold's another one. He's a, you know, he's got a, a great footy mind and, um, you know, but he, he just can't, he hasn't been able to make that transition from, uh, good assistant coach to, to successful head coach. Um, uh, Kevin Walters is probably another one that's that's struggling with that transition. Um, David Ferner. Uh, Adam O'Brien uh, at the moment as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's struggling a little bit uh, under the pressures of head coaching. So, yeah, um, uh, not Garth Brennan was another one who had all the wraps mm. in the world on him. Uh, and who was the other guy that was at the... Titans when um, Jared Hayne was there. Neil Henry. Neil Henry, another yeah. one who, you know, really, really, really good and successful um, assistant coaches. But yeah, making that transition from successful yeah. assistant to, you know, being the man in control is obviously very, very hard. Yeah. Um, 
Is there any possibility to entice New Zealand rugby union players to switch codes and come and play in the NRL to boost uh, the numbers with new franchises coming in? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't reside in New Zealand, so I don't, I can't really, Brad's probably the best one to answer that question. Um, but It depends on what their drivers. Um, if they want to be an all black, there's no money in the world that will get them out of um, union. If yep. they know that they're probably a very slim chance of making the All Blacks, they're the ones you can get. Um, but like we've seen with Roger, um, Roger could probably get as much money as he wants from any NRL team, but that black jersey is what's driving him right now. Um, well, not right now, driving him next year. He's still focused this yep. year. Um, but yeah, that's a very hard. Um, it's a very hard hurdle. Um, that all black jersey and um, some of them you see um, Nani Lau Mappy um, Mappy sorry he saw the Warriors as a great way to get his way back to Union he wasn't getting the chance to make Super Rugby went to the Warriors his profile came up and he basically walked straight back into the Hurricanes where um, a lot of them have used that approach um, the other way so you can you could probably steal some union guys, but they might use it just to um, have a year or two and then get back into union, um, which would probably hurt you more in the long run. Because there's a lot of there was a lot of talk here earlier in the year that uh, TJ Perinara was going to make that switch from uh, rugby over to um, Uncle Nick Politis and the salary uh, sombrero that they have at the Roosters. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, I can't remember. What was the reason he didn't sign with the Roosters? Is is he back playing rugby in New Zealand again now? Yeah, so he signed a new deal with New Zealand Rugby. Um, it's the Mad-Eye situation, I, I felt. Um, I think he, he was like, I'm going to go play league. Um, and, you know, his price bumps up a little bit with New Zealand Rugby. Gotcha. Um, they didn't name him for the All Blacks, so that might no, be a bit of a punishment. That. Yeah. Um, saying you, you you played silly buggers with us, you got a little bit more coin, but you're sitting out your bonus. So, um, yeah, it's it's things like that. I think the closest one they almost lost years ago um, was Zinzan Brook. That was probably the closest big union guy that left. He was he was heading the Manly. His bags were packed, and then it was a last minute switch. Um, we you're not going to get guys like that every week. Yeah, John. Kerwin. No, we had we had Kerwin and Fran Obotica come to the Warriors. Yeah, Mark uh, Carter. Yeah, we don't talk about Mark Ellis. Mark, Carter, Mark Ellis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had Mark Robinson for one That's game right. as well. He Played one game. Yeah. He he had one game before he went to Union overseas. Um, but yeah, you can pick and choose. There's a lot of talent. Um, that's why you see so many of the the young development guys are all Union. Um, because that's what's played here. I um I would have loved yeah, half to have half of Melbourne's Kiwis are union players. Yeah, yeah I would have loved oh, to yeah. have seen Carlos make that um make the change over to league. I think he would have been outstanding at his prime. Um, have yeah, you seen what he looks like now? He could still play. He's like um he, he's, he's like there's him, Ruben Wiki, and Monty Beetham uh, getting younger looking and fitter looking with age. That's just absolutely Benjamin ridiculous. buttoning it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And here we are aging slowly. <laughs> <laughs> hey? 
gibbering on with our thoughts that no one really cares on. about yeah. on social media, thinking that we're, you know, <laughs> we're entertaining the world. Yeah. People are watching, so obviously we're doing something right, boys. Doing something right. <laughs> uh, um, Brad, it's been great having you having you on tonight, mate. It's been an awesome chat. Um, exceeded expectations. I always knew that you had that that um, astute footy brain and and a good analysis of the game and the players involved. But uh, yeah, it's been a really really good chat with you and definitely something that we'll we'll do again uh, before the season's out. Yeah. We'll get you on for another. Another yeah. show where where we can, um, uh, but yeah, uh, absolutely loved it, mate. Uh, thanks very much for for coming on and joining us, uh, and and um, yeah, uh, giving us your input into you know the big news of the of the year probably for the Warriors. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we have the massive announcement at the beginning of the year that we're losing Roger Tuivasa Sheck to Rugby Union, and. You know, a couple of months later, we get this massive announcement that um, you know the prodigal son is is coming home. So, yeah. Um, Nick McKercher says this new host is extremely good value. He's very knowledgeable and articulate. More episodes with him in the future, please. Throw six figures at him. Do whatever it takes. <laughs> I said, if Cameron's still on, I'll take whatever job at the Warriors they want as well. Um, if Cameron's still yeah, listening, yeah, but mate, I can. Yeah, s- we'd love to be able to to do something with the Warriors on a. On that a would, uh, be, on an official basis, mm. yeah, that'd be the yeah. goal. It's kind of um, sure. yeah, it's kind of what we all we all want to uh, aspire to be. Um, mm. Who knows? It could be a, a new threesome, not a not the good style great threesome, but, <laughs> <laughs> not that. Just you know, just three Is ugly it? blokes chatting warrior stuff. <laughs> it, that's a different type of Zoom call. That one. Um. <laughs> I don't think we have that license. Apparently. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, probably before you go, Brad, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on uh, Origin tomorrow night. Uh, being a, a Queensland supporter, you and Rob can, good, good can gang up on me. Yeah. Um, where do you think yeah. it's going to be one lost for New South Wales and how much do you think uh, we're going to win by? Um, depends if the bus crashes on the way there, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I always go in confident that Queensland can do something because they're just that type of team. Um, You can write them off and then they'll come out and pull something out of the bag. Um, Especially at Suncorp. Especially at Suncorp. It's just that that New South Wales team's ridiculous. Um, I think I've been talking about it. Um, If they announced the Kangaroos for the World Cup and it was that New South Wales team, you wouldn't hear many complaints. I wouldn't argue with it. It's that's just seriously stacked. Um, and I was just really looking forward to seeing what Walsh could do. Um, yeah. I I would have preferred him not to be picked as a selfish Warriors fan, but um, Same here. Yeah. We're I, all I, I, I think, I think he could have done, um, done something special out there. And um, he, he's kind of used to getting hammered being a former Bronco. So um I think if the Queenslanders did get smashed, it wouldn't affect them too much. And he doesn't seem to have that mentality. He, he seems to be a, a real um, hardy kid that just gets up, dusts himself off. Mm. I, I know, I don't know if you guys saw it, there was a bit of talk, um, Fittler was calling him a milker, yeah. which I, I, I took exception to because I don't think he's been milking. I just think that a lot of teams have been really hitting him with everything they got. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and it's um, a big step up, mate. He's, he's gone from playing 
against you know young guys or semi-professional guys to playing against grown men in in you know the big time and you know having to take on uh, monsters because all these teams are running their defensive lines at him uh, as you would. yeah um, yeah so I agree mate it's yeah. yeah he'd be the first one I'd be running at if it, if I was still playing uh, I'd see that which is the argument I had when we played the Roosters of why we didn't run any traffic at Sam Walker at Sam game of yeah. foot, football missed opportunity um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you saw it. You saw it a few weeks later when yep. I can't remember who it was, but um, the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. It was the Bron- uh, The yeah. Broncos had Tavita. Uh, yeah. And just Sam Walker just was completely um, a mess. Yeah. Which is horrible to see for a young guy, but that's the tactic. Yeah. Um, throw yep. your biggest boy at the smallest one and um, give them no time and um yeah hopefully they don't do that to reese too much for for us um but yeah i think he he's a talent got a lot of heart and he'll be in origin before you know it anyway um yeah absolutely. it's just crazy to think crazy to think he was going to make his debut for origin before um ryan pappenhausen yeah yeah um, um and crazy to think it's just it's it's crazy to comprehend that you know He's been at the Warriors for what, eight weeks. Played played six <laughs> games or seven games for the Warriors. Prior to that, um, you know, at the Broncos, they told him he had no chance of playing first grade footy. Um, we got him, and he, he played seven games of first grade, and he's thrown into the Origin arena. Uh, and no yeah. one really questioned the decision. Uh, if anything, uh, all the you know rugby league pundits were like, "Yeah, this is a good decision." You know, this kid's ready, and and so forth. It's only us selfish Warriors fans that were like, no, 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 you know, don't pick him. Um, we don't want him to play, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah unfortunately, he suffered a, a bit of a hamstring injury, they're saying. Uh, so, he may not be available for us on Friday night, which is... Maybe touch and go, be racing. Yeah, like, like, I don't 10 care. 14 days. Yeah. I really don't care that he's not playing tomorrow night. I care that he, he won't be playing yeah, next, next so, Friday when we take on the Dragons. Um, but you're right. Yeah, a big loss. Yeah, you're right in talking about that. That that New South Wales uh, team, that that back line especially, is just absolutely stacked. Um, and I can't see where Queensland are going to find enough holes in them to win the game. Uh, I don't think it'll be a blowout like it was the last game. But uh, in no. saying that, watching Tommy Turbo last week in that second half against the Titans, uh, anything's possible. Um, once oh, he gets his hands on the ball. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. uh, but um, Suncorp's not a happy hand, hunting ground for the New South Wales Blues and certainly not for Brad Fittler. So oh. we'll, have, we'll see what happens. But mm. um, if I'm, if I'm going to put it, uh, if I'm going to give a tip, I'd say New South Wales 13 plus uh, can't go past Tommy Turbo's first try scorer. Yeah. Unfortunately, that sounds like it could be on the money. <laughs> Yeah. Not, if I, put, not if I actually put money on it, mate. My bets never come in. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Rob? Oh, mate, Queensland by one. That's enough. Really? <laughs> really? Who, who's your one point field goal kicker? Oh, Jerry Evans. Oh. You got Valentine Holmes out there? Valentine knows hey, how to mate, do it. How did you? How could you forget? Cherry Evans knows how to kick a field goal. Yeah, how can us against, as Warriors fans ever forget that? <laughs> it's only against the Warriors. That's, that's not against right. the Wilds. 
Uh, just tell him he's playing the Warriors then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Uh, great chat tonight. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Really, really love it. Thanks for. I mean, it's what is it? It's nearly midnight over there now, Brad. Is it? Uh, Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty on a Saturday, and there's no footy anyway. So. Yeah. Good point. It's nothing to do. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, great to have you. Mate. We will yeah. definitely um, get you on again in a in a couple of weeks. Because uh, uh, yeah, this this chat forums are really really something that we've we've really enjoyed. Um, yep. Some delusional people on the thing now saying so Queensland by ten. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to sleep, Millie. <laughs> oh, on you, Millie. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. yeah, mate. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Again, thanks for having me on. Um, love watching you guys um, do your thing over there. Um, access you guys are giving, especially guys like us over here, um, to the players is great. Um, you know, be great to to know some of those players as close as you guys get to. Um, I'm a bit shy at, at Warriors games here. I don't usually run up to the players and say hello. So um, it's great to see the insight you guys can give us, especially, um, yeah, as I said, us Kiwi guys over here feel a bit starved of, of yep. Warriors at the moment. And it gives us that real insight to how how they're tracking over there, um, both on and off the field. So I um, can't thank you guys enough. Thanks for that, mate. But the thanks yeah, for that has to yeah. really go to the players themselves. Um, Cameron George, uh, Glenn Harris, Emily uh, Rackham. They, they give us such wonderful access uh, to the Warriors. Uh, Laurie Hale, another one. Mm. And Dingo, of course. Um, they give us, yeah, such great access to the players. And the players themselves, you know, love coming over and having a bit of a chat and after the games and getting a photo. And, you know, we've got guys... Um, you know, like Cody and the merch who are keen to, uh, Josh Curran, who are all keen to come on and, and have a bit of a chat with us too. So, you know, they'll be coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. Our focus at the moment is to try and get some of the, the stars of yesteryear to, to come on and allow our current players to, you know, to focus on what's important at the moment. Yeah. And that is, you know, get you know, the stuff on the field right and, and, um, uh, and get some results and, and push their way into the semis. Um, on, on that note, don't forget Kevin Campion this Wednesday night. Um, correct. He'll yep. be talking all things Origin as well as all things Warriors, our first ever Origin representative. And then the week later on the Tuesday night, we've got Steve Price on July 6th. So yep. Very excited about that. Don't forget, guys, be, we, we go live 7.30 on Wednesday night with Kevin Campion. But be, before that, Brad's show uh, will be on... I think it's six thirty Australian time, eight thirty New Zealand time. Uh, yeah, eight eight o'clock, eight o'clock New Zealand time. Yeah. Yep. Um, where he he discusses with his co-host Richard Sterling. Uh, it's a, a similar format to what we do, um, discussing all things uh, rugby league. Uh, comprehensive look at at everything Warriors related. Uh, so make sure you tune in and catch that. You can find Brad uh, on his. Uh, Facebook page, uh, which is? Um, it's Angus League Wrap-Up, I think I've changed it to. Yeah, because it used to be Brad's Ramblings. Yeah, I changed the name because I, I wanted it to show that it was actually more about league. Um, yep. Yep. Brad's Ramblings was a name I made up for it before I even started watch, uh, writing about the Warriors. So, yep. um, yeah, changed it up. And, um, yeah, and on New Zealand Sport Radio as well. Yeah, New Zealand Sport Radio, where you see the live show. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Um, again, mate, thanks very much. Uh, Thank you. Look forward to catching your show on Wednesday night before we do our show on Wednesday night. We'll catch you then, uh, yeah. yeah. As always, as always, Rob, it's always good to see you, brother. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Never assure. Thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight. It was a, a great chat. We kind of, in my head, I thought, oh, yeah, this will be a nice half hour. Uh, <laughs> we talked a bit about it. Sean Johnson and then we yeah. got on to everything else. So, Two yeah. hours. Uh, mate, you've got to take the opportunity when yeah. arose, you get someone like Brad come on the show, That's you can't it. Yeah. limit it to a little, a short little conversation about, you know, I know. one new Absolutely. story. We try and pick his brain as much as we can. Uh, but, yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks for everyone that tunes in uh, regularly and watches us, and especially tonight on a on a Saturday night. Um, mm. It's it's great to see there's so many uh, league fans out there starved of their rugby league with no NRL this week, uh, and having um, like us having zero social lives. So jumping onto uh, Facebook and <laughs> watching three grown men dribble on about rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, mate! Fantastic. Thanks, boys. Uh, speak to you during the week. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, everyone. Go the Blues. Go the Maroons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I must say, congratulations to congratulations to the Queensland women on last night too. That was a great win by yeah, me. Yeah, great game of footy. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, which we'll chat about on Wednesday night after Campo, mate. Certainly will. All right. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Cheers, Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. Cheers, See you. Bye.